Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Oh my goodness. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yes. You know what, Ed? What? I just want to celebrate. Me too, man. I just Just want to celebrate. And that's the name of today's show. I just want to celebrate with John Strickland. There's no need to struggle. Your greatest desires are not only possible, possible, they're inevitable. All that's required is that we keep our end of the divine contract. Entertain thoughts of all that's good throughout our day, and every desire will be fulfilled in miraculous ways. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to overcome struggle with a simple, affirmative frame of mind. And during the second segment, Joyful John Strickland keeps our attention on great expectations with today's daily word. Let go and let God. Now, speaking of an affirmative, a simple affirmative frame of mind. Yes. How about these three breaths to kick things off? Yes, yes. You know what? Although I I like to kick this off, but I was thinking maybe you should share this, the quick Reverend Ike tool about the contract. You want to do that? Yeah, actually. Kind of, that'll set the table for this. This is such a great tool I've been using yes. all week. Yeah, same. What you told me about it. Yes, there's actually someone, uh, a minister from the 70s, a New Thought minister. Uh, some people know about him. Some people don't. His name was Reverend Ike. Yes. Uh, what's great is you could still uh, see his talks on YouTube. He's he's long since passed on to better places. Oh, he's incredible. But the message he delivers is a lot like what Ed and I share, a lot like you're going to hear from uh, Reverend John Strickland when he jumps on here. Yes. And in one of his talks, he's talking about the divine covenant that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? What did you, what did you say? I just saw a message come in, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh he gosh. talks about, you know, the divine covenant with Abraham. Yes. And he, he breaks down a covenant, a contract, and then he goes into the esoteric meaning that Abraham represents mind and that the contract is the law of mind 
which is as a man thinketh. Yes. So shall he reap. Right, right. And he says, we got to remember that God promised us all good things. Right. And we we're, it's a div- the covenant is a divine contract. Yes. And the divine contract is simple. When our minds are on all things that are good, you know what I mean? Instead of thinking fear, doubt, worry. Right. Then we are insured to receive all the good yes. that's in store for us, better than we can even have imagined. Right, right. Because we're usually imagining small. Right. So the past, after hearing this, anytime right. something negative, whether it was a healing in my back or a concern about something not uh, working or a concern about uh, a possible inconvenience I was going to encounter later in the day, right. I would just say to myself, Mm-mm, that's not my contract. Right. And I started to feel, you know, Hollywood stars have those great, well, that's, in, you know, that's not in my contract. Like, they only have, like, the best things, like, bring me sherbet. It has right. to be raspberry sherbet right, right, at a certain right. temperature. So right. it has to be the finest things. It has to be all cotton sheets. Yes, yes. You know, 5,000 thread count Egyptian right. cotton. So I started thinking, well, that's, the, that's what God <laughs> has for us. Yes. That's what's in our contract. Right. And any time I was catching myself grumbling at home, and I, I mistakenly told my wife about this. Yes. And she said, that's a great idea. But the reason I say mistakenly, because right. for the past few days, any time I grumbled or had a concern about yes. something she was going to be doing, she goes, that's not in your contract. I said, you're right. That's not in my contract. Yes. And it really instantly brought me over to the joy of expecting what is in my contract. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to read this because I, I was I, this morning I was in my library, if you will, <laughs> sitting down when I just woke up and I have this book on a chair in my, quote, library that I read while I'm yes. uh, waking up. And uh, it's called The Prayer Way to Health, Wealth, and Happiness by Lowell Fillmore. And I always just open it up. It's a big book. But I just happen to open it up to this. And he starts by just – I'll, I'll just tell this part. He's talking about a, a prince who was, who was uh, stolen and raised by a woodcutter. So he grew up thinking he was a woodcutter. But then at some point in his life, the, the, one of the advisors of the king found out where he was and told the king – and as soon as he realized that he was the son of the king, he started acting like that, the prince that he was. Yes. He started thinking, acting, and moving like that. And he says, we are all sons and daughters of a perfect father, but we do not realize the fact. We think we're heirs of the flesh and that we're subject to sin, sickness, sorrow, poverty, and death. We forget that Jesus told us to call no man father, for God is our father. If you're sickly, stop worrying about it. Begin thinking of yourself as a child of God who cannot be sick and who does not wish any of his children to be sick. Keep this in mind until you realize that it is an absolute fact. Then you will begin to express your birthright of perfect health as a child of God. You will be a tower of strength to your friends and associates because they will begin to see the divine in you. And seeing you as divine, they will seek the divine in themselves. Oh, I got to read something. Yeah, keep it coming. You know, we kind of know what the show is going to be about because we usually get inspired during the week. And as soon as we came, we I heard this song playing from the 70s. Yes. I just want to celebrate my yes. rare earth. They're you gonna, sent it to me. Yeah, and they're going to be coming, joining us at the end to oh sing. Oh, my God. Sing I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But 
I sent it to Ed, and Ed goes, "That's a great title for a uh, show." Yes. So then, then, the, yeah. Then John Strickland kept coming up, and Ed goes, "That's the perfect title for a show with John Strickland." Yeah, because he's always so joyous, and he always gets us feeling yeah. the same way. So when we have these titles, then we, I, you can't help but to incorporate it in your week. I mean, that's why we love doing the show because it for it gives us tools. Because we have something to look forward to yeah. that reinforces what works. And you know what this what occurred to me the other day when I was because my mind was forgetting that I'm the son of a king and that all this good is oh, coming wait. to me. Wait, I gotta stop you right there. Yeah, I, I know why. Last night, Ed and I I led a uh, a workshop on how to create random poetry generator, That's which right. was amazing. And. Uh, uh, one of our friends was there named yes. Joey Church. Right. And this is sometimes why we wake up like you're saying. <laughs> I knew so, this was going to lead into this. So it yes. was perfect that you started the story. <laughs> so somehow the idea, like one of the... Oh, I'm so happy you're saying this because this is exactly what flashed One of the other um, uh, attendees... said a some, former ge- a guest on the show, Joey Church. Yeah. So another uh, attendee just happened to bring up the topic of moms came up and... Uh, Joey, just (laughs) nonchalant, like just a matter of fact, he goes, you will wake up tomorrow. You know, you will wake up in the morning hating yourself. He goes, that's what my mom taught me. (laughs) You will wake up in the morning hating yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that voice was active and I forget what I was doing. Oh, I was going to go buy a surfboard off a guy online, which was actually Every time that I need a surfboard and I think about I went away, as soon as I know which one I want and how much I want to pay, it's like a game I play now. Uh, I'll find it online. Someone's selling it, right. like brand new, because not everyone likes that kind of board. Sometimes people buy things and they, they get rid of them. And it was amazing because this thing was in Calabasas, which is like an hour away with traffic, and I didn't want to drive that far, and I was hemming and hawing. But then I finally said, yes, I because I, I was going back and forth with the guy, but then he wasn't really getting back to me. But as soon as I said... That's the exact one I want. This is a great deal. And I told him I work. That's why I'm kind of hesitant right. to drive, whatever. Long, long story short, he ended up driving. He, he works at LAX for Alaska Airlines. He ended up driving three blocks from my house to a gas station and bringing it to me and giving me the best deal. And it's like in perfect condition. And he's lovingly selling it for his friend. I got to tell you, that's all opposite of what my mind started telling me was going to happen Maybe it's not the right boy. Yeah. Maybe this guy is some kind of creep, whatever. And I just was calling in the angels and blessing the situation. But what I realized and why I brought this up is I realized I wasn't going for like trying to capture one thought, you know, one right. perfect thought. What I was looking for was the feeling yes. that all is well, the feeling that God is paving the way, that the, the angels yes. will show me that this is going to be easy. There's nothing I need to worry about. I'll know immediately this is the right board. And it, and everything, it started with him saying, oh, I drive, I told him I was at the gas station and I drive a VW. I drive a VW. I'll be right there. And then he, he popped out and instead of being some, you know, surfers can, you know, you're the, if anyone knows, it could be all sorts of people, right? Especially from, that, the, yeah. especially from that area, Calabasas. Debr- the debris in the sea. That's yeah. what the Coast Guard calls But he it. pops out of the thing and he <laughs> looks more like he's in the military because he's got his Alaskan Airlines. His hair is neatly combed. He's the friendliest guy you could ever meet. That's it's no like surfer. God showed me that. And he was like, I'm just doing this as a kind gesture to my friend. God 
by me getting in that flow and affirming yes. that and being receptive to it, it was like bang, bang, bang. I was like, of course this is the right thing. And it was all, you know, he was happy. I was happy. His friend's going to be happy. So, Well, listen, going yes. along with that, you reminded me of something that happened last week. Right, right. So last week, and this means don't be afraid of silly ideas. No, in fact, those are the best ones. Because it really is God guiding you. So last Sunday, Ed and I decided to go to the uh, Unity service at Unity of the West Side. Yes. And afterwards, we all went to go eat. And all of a sudden, I got hopped up on the idea to go drive to San Diego to go to Fleet Week. Yes. You, and, really, you really got hopped up. You're, you, you knew that you, know, that you well, had to be there. Well, this is the oddest thing because I never had an interest in Fleet Week. Fleet Week is a PR event where when some of the ships come in, Coast Guard or Navy, they're open to the public and there's some bands and it's, you know, it's very positive, but I never really had an interest in it because I was in the Coast Guard. Right. So it seemed silly for me to want to go to this, but I felt like that super high. Yes. And I looked at the traffic. I go, well, let's see how the traffic is. There was no traffic from L.A. to San Diego. On a Sunday. It was a miracle. Uh, yeah, nothing. No no traffic the whole ride. It said you'll be there in an hour and 50 minutes, which is unheard of. I, I couldn't believe how fast you guys got there. So we zipped down there, and it was it ended at 4. So I go, oh, we'll get there at 3. That's an hour's more than enough. And I heard there was a Coast Guard cutter there, the Benjamin Bottoms. <laughs> now, Benjamin Bottoms is the name of the ship of all things. But right, anyway, right. the whole thing was humorous. So I said, great, I'll get to go on a Coast Guard ship, see what the, you know, a new one. And we get there, and this is how this stuff really works. As in mind, so it, it comes out in kind, in your experience. Right. So uh, I started to feel myself get concerned. Is there going to be parking? And I said, nope, right. there's going to be parking. It's right. going to be effortless. It's going to be right there. We turn right one block away from the pier, and there's one open spot. Wow. And it was a Sunday, so the meter was free. We get off. And I said, well, I really need to use the bathroom. And the guy I was with, Stephen Tom Thorpe, go, there's probably going to be a hotel, and I'm dying of thirst with a brand new water fountain. So I said, I'm not going to argue with that. We, on the same side of the street, we cross the street, right. a brand new hotel. Wow. We walk in this beautiful lobby. Right. Ask right. the concierge, where's the restaurant? Right over there, gentlemen. Nice. And it was brand new, water fountain, the whole bit. Right, right. We get to the pier, we get on, and no Coast Guard cutter. It took off the day before, so I guess ah. they had a mission. Right, right. And I'm thinking, do I really want to go on a Navy ship? Right. But somebody goes, go on a Navy ship. So I stand in the, the Walt Disney, like it's, a, it's like a ride at Disneyland. You're waiting right, online. Right, We right. were the last ones. They closed the line right after me and Steve. Uh-huh. The long end of the story is we made some friends on the line, but here is the miracle. Yeah. We get on the ship, and they take you through, you know, a predetermined area where you could take photos and nothing's compromised on the ship. Right, right. You know, that sort of thing, which is so you don't really get to see much of the ship. Right, But right. here's the miracle. As soon as we get into the helicopter bay, which is as soon as the first moment we enter the ship. Right. Like we're on the deck, but now we're in the body of the ship. Right, right. I turn to my left, and there is a door or a hatch, but it's a door for you folks. And on it is painted an octopus, mm -hmm. like a mural. Right. And I go, oh, my God, because that's what I did 
35 years ago when I was on the Coast Guard cutter. And I've never known any other ship to have someone paint the doors within the ship decoratively like I had. Yes. So I asked the guy giving the tour, I said, did someone on board do this? He goes, oh, yeah. He turns out he knows him. He's a good friend with the guy. He says, yeah, the guy's kind of like a charismatic, odd type of guy. You know, and he paint was start. You know, was painting those doors. So I exchanged the numbers. It was such a positive jolt in the arm because that door could have been anywhere else in the ship. Right. The doors I painted on our ship, the public would have never seen because of where they were located. Right. But it was such a miraculous experience. And it would have happened if you went on the Coast Guard. Cutter. I know that's yeah. the whole thing. That's amazing. And this is what we're all saying. Like it does it whether it's buying a surfboard or whatever it is. The moral of the story is: don't be afraid of these silly ideas. Don't brush them off because the the amount of reassurance that wow, everything really is in divine order, and we really are divinely guided. Yes. When these moments come, to celebrate them. And yes. you can't, honestly, you can't help to celebrate them because look how you felt when the whole, yeah. and you start connecting the dots. Right. And the same thing with me. Yeah, because it's the intuitive thoughts that are coming out of now. That and out are the of ones, nowhere. And they tickle you. That's yes. God tickling your brain. Whereas the ones that we think are the sure thing and are like, the, you know, sometimes we think that's the prudent thing to do. That's actually just our rational mind calculating things from the past and trying to be in yeah. control. But it's actually those tickling thoughts that you let you know, like, God is at work here and something more amazing you can possibly yeah. imagine is going to happen as a result. And I literally, after I heard the Coast Guard shutter, the Coast Guard cutter had shipped off, I literally, in my mind, consciously said, well, I don't really, what am I going to do? I don't really need to go on a Navy ship. But I did yes. it anyway. It's a miracle. I'm just so grateful that I didn't. That that's what we mean about accepting our good and what's in our contract. Yes, like these are the things that are in our contract. That sometimes we go, nah, I don't need to go on there. When the hunch was saying, "Go on, you bozo," yeah, we just the, like that's just right. like the prince. That's right, and we have the best agent, which is God, that got us yes. the best contract. It's for us to be. Everything we desire, it's not just like to get by. It's actually to inspire yes. us for in, in every way possible. Why don't we do our breath okay, right now? Okay, ready? Yeah, let's take a breath. Daryl came up with these. Let's take a deep breath. Uh, ah. I'm living large, trusting God's in charge. <laughs> ah. I'm living large. Trusting God's in charge. Ah, I'm, I'm living, living large. Trusting trust God's in charge. I have to read this because last night yes. I was thinking, what are we going to read for the show? And yes. I, I reached into my book bag and I forgot this book was even in there. I mean, but literally, I said, "What?" Because I, I had the book bag where I put my put the scripts, and I reached in. First book I pulled out was called "God God Will See You Through" by Mary Cupferly, and then I opened it and and I read this, and then oh, Daryl nice postcard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you going to show them what you made? Yeah, yeah. This is actually Kirky made this from our friend Kirky from Germany for Daryl. <laughs> if you're on, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the podcast listening, you're going to have to go on Facebook Live to see a postcard that our friend Kirk Chelson, who is a former guest, made. I don't recall Darryl. ever posing for that picture, by the way, folks. But the amazing thing was I read this last night. Then we, I got here. We're preparing for the show. And Daryl tells me these breaths. I'm living large, trusting God's in charge. And I go, you're not going to believe this. So last night. I just happened to open to this chapter. <laughs> you just read the thing already. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, this moment, no matter to what extent your human emotions of discouragement, loneliness, or feelings of emptiness want to take charge, stop their activities within your mind and heart quickly. That's not my contract. Yes. Yeah, stop their activity within your mind and heart quickly with the words, God is in charge. God is in control. Claim this truth strongly and insistently. Demand of your mind that your mind know it. Demand of your feelings that your feelings feel it. Decree and affirm silently and aloud, lovingly and persistently. God is in control. As you consciously choose to know that God is in control and let him be in charge, you will rise out of old patterns of limited thinking and negative feelings more quickly than you ever believed possible. We went to a hamburger before I ran off to Fleet Week. Ed... Stephen and a friend of ours named Marion went to get a hamburger first right, right. and parked right next to us at the outdoor seating. A car was there with a magnet on it. Oh, yes. A giant magnet you couldn't miss yes. on the door. And mm -hmm. it said, God's in town and he's taking care of everything. Yes. And going along with what the topic we're talking about, because all this good stuff's in our contract, but sometimes like that reading... And the other things we're talking about, it's easy to dismiss it. And Yeah, because when we think we're not worthy of it, we just read something about this from Alan yeah. Cohen. When we yeah, think we're, we're not we, worthy we, of it, we'll f doubt our good when it comes to us because we have this belief that we're unworthy of it. Yeah, I got the Alan Cohen, too. Um, this is just a few lines from a book called A New Day, 365 Meditations for Personal and Spiritual Growth. It's yes. one of the books we read. Yes. And the quote is, Fear is a slinking cat I find beneath the lilacs of my mind. Mm. That's Sophie Tunnel. It says, It comes as a surprise to many of us that we don't know how to handle good fortune. When unusual opportunities or prosperity comes our way, we find ourselves reacting inappropriately. Instead of being excited and happy, we feel upset. Our most troubling and irrational fear, however, is that somehow a huge mistake has been made. We feel deep down that we don't deserve our windfall. Right, right. We have those thoughts. I got to remind, that's not my contract. The windfall's in my contract. And it gives us two things to consider. First, we can try to put our inappropriate feelings on hold. That way we can better see them for what they are. Fear, rooted in old ideas. Yes. And secondly, rather than focusing on our imagined unworthiness... We can try to become grateful for our bonanza and see it for the gift it is. Yes. And uh, the thought for today is you deserve whatever good comes your way today. Yes, yes. You know, I've, all week I've been practicing this, which is realizing like I have a decision to make. Even though my mind yes. is not feeling it and believing it in that moment, it, 
Am I just going to go along with these fears, doubts, and worries? What I've learned time and time again, they're not true. Or am I going to start just putting some conscious effort into affirming that I know the good is there, even though my mind may not be believing it in this moment? And I start just, all right, God, I'm open. I'm open to the new thought. I'm open to a new feeling. And just if I, because I realize if I put even a tenth or a hundredth of the energy effort into getting into the flow with God that I've often put into acting out of fear, like this whole life would be so much easier. We don't have to wait till we feel good to start cooperating with God. When we start cooperating with God, we will feel better. We will feel good inevitably. And then we start to feel more control in our life in a healthy way because we realize we don't have to linger in fear, don't worry till it somehow wears off or we can start to set our sails in the right direction consciously. Well, and then not only that, we actually start attracting the good. So um, real quick, uh, they're building a bunch of, uh, they're doing a bunch of um, rerouting in my in my yes. town. Yes. Uh, and they're taking lanes of traffic out because they're going to put in these uh, bike lanes. And right. They've shrunk down all the lanes to my neighborhood to one lane in each direction. Now, right, right. You know, I live in Los Angeles, Los a- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, even though it's Culver City. So it's become a little unnerving every time I see what's going on and the delays that it's been causing for my own inconvenience. But I've been trying my best and being very good at not conspiring with neighbors who I know will grumble with me, right, who I right. would love to grow. So I know I'm not alone in this. Right. So the other day, yesterday, I found I was driving to do the meditation, leaving my home. Right. And I start, and you know, I I started to hit some traffic, and I started to feel that malice grow in me. And I said, you know, what in this do I love? Once your mind, I I learned this. Remember, we said it last time. I go, what about this do I love? And my mind immediately said, well, I do love how it's starting to look like Europe, you know, right. with the colors and yeah. And you know, it felt so good to think that. Then almost I wanted to dismiss it, like. You don't want to be on the side of the people that yeah, want it. I right, said, Daryl, right. stop that. And I really embraced right. that this is starting to look like, you know, all those things we see in Europe with the yes. bike paths and the big red swatches totally. and the yes. green swatches and the, go, right. you know, go this way and not that way. Right, and right. it really started to feel really good. And I caught myself. And that, now that I have this other tool, I go, Daryl, that's not your contract. You know, that's when right. I started thinking that's that right. other part. I could read this little bit when we come back. Yeah. Christine Robom on Facebook Live said, Force, effort, and worry feel more tangible than God. But when I let God, it, when I let God, it may be nonlinear, but it's so much better. How uh, sweet it is, yes, as Jackie indeed. Gleason would say. Well, coming up next, Joyful John Strickland keeps our attention on great expectations with today's daily word, let go, let God. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. 
If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called I Just Want to Celebrate with John Strickland. First thing, we have a quick reading you mentioned from Alan Cohen. Yes, I didn't forget. And this, if you have the book, A Deep Breath of Life, uh, it's on November 13th, which is today's reading. And it it goes perfect with what we're talking about. And I had no idea that you and I were going to tell the stories we told. I know. And I love the way this works. Okay, it's called Gladden Yourself. Mm -hmm. Have you really considered how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many of them you have refused? And that's from A Course in Miracles. And now it talks about here, Dr. Christian Almrak, also known as Dr. Happiness, and he uses a simple technique to reframe situations that seem negative. Ask yourself, what is the happiest thought I can think about this situation, suggests Dr. Almrak, and then assume and act as if it is the truth about it. Yes. You will succeed because the truth is always the thought that brings us the most life. Conversely, if something brings you down to think it, it cannot be the final truth. That's right. The truth brings happiness. And speaking of contracts, yes. the, the little affirmation at the bottom says, my birthright is joy. I choose it now. Yeah, and listen to this. I'll just give you this affirmation, too. This came from a Daily Word from 1939, and it was called Rich Ideas, but this, uh, this affirmation was, identifying myself with God, I receive rich ideas which bring abundant good to me. Yes. Because that's what's happening. Our truth is God. Our truth, that is who we are. But our mind doesn't always identify with who we really are. Sometimes it's identifying with these lies and these, this lack, this, this belief and this false sense that's not even who we really are. But when we identify with our truth... We're, it's inevitable that those amazing ideas are going to come flow, flowing in. Well, we've got to remind ourselves that those ideas that are from God are always the feel-good ideas. Yes. Like the feel-good idea to go all the way to Fleet Week. The feel-good yes. idea to play the game, to look for the surfboard online. Yes. Yeah, the feel-good idea. To, are the rich ideas. The ones that tickle us. We've got to be like children to enter the kingdom. And that means we've got to look for the good and want to feel joy and fun. So let's take thank, one moment to thank our listeners. Thank you for joining us uh, every week, sharing the show, sharing your ideas with us. If you want to share anything with us, you can mail it to us at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. If you go to com, there is a contact form that you can send us an email or go to our Facebook uh, fan page, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We do a few things every week on Facebook Live, including the first segment of our show, so you can join us there. We can message us there. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Oh, man, I finally got to talk to someone I hadn't talked to in a while. He is the chief engineer at Unity Online Radio. He's an amazing fellow. We really appreciate everything he does. Yep, we spoke to him today. Yep, and each his name's Jeff Comfort, and each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Shout out to Silent Unity, a.k.a. the <laughs> prayer line. Uh, 800-NOW-PRAY. 
800-669-7729. They have an app, the letter U, the word pray. I think I know what you're about to say right now, so lay it on us. Yeah, if you want to remember what's in the fine print of your contract... Call Silent Unity. I was also thinking we happen to have a director of Silent oh, Unity. That's right. John Strickland, I think, held that post down for a while. And uh, so see, Silent Unity, we've learned so much more about how Silent Unity is not just a name for a phone line. It's a concept, a, an awareness that when we go into the silence of where we are all connected, that we transcend time and space and connect in this loving space and amazing things happen. And all the prayer associates that I've ever Connected with through Silent Unity. Once, once again, 800-669-7729. It's pure love. There's nothing asked in return. In no. fact, they'll even send you a letter or an email afterwards to, to continue the affirmation. They'll continue praying for 30 days. But like you said, they help us to remember that the truth of our being yeah. wants to celebrate. That's the thing. Yes. It is within our bones and our DNA to want to celebrate. So it's just remembering who we are, and Silent Unity is a great tool for that. Another great tool is the Daily Word. We read it every day as part of our morning routine, and that's what it was designed for when it was implemented. That It was implemented by Silent Unity. So that people could have a way to reconnect with these principles on a daily basis, which is exactly why we use it. And to help us do that and a whole lot more today is our old friend, Unity Minister, Reverend, Teacher, incredible fellow. His name is John Strickland. How are you doing, buddy? Fantastic. And I have enjoyed what you've been doing so far, and I think I have something to add to it. All right. Yeah. What a team. What a team. We are the... Uh, the three male graces today. <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe we are Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. We can be both, I think, in this case. Yeah. Uh, or Larry, Moe, and Curly. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So do we want to uh, Do you want to share things straight off the top? Do we want to read the Daily Word first? What should we do first here? And if you're I, asking me, I'd yeah. like to share a couple of things off the top. Because yes. you triggered some things. You talked about Reverend Ike. And you talked about Alan Cohen and how powerful, powerful they are as teachers. Well, in addition to having been a director of Silent Unity, I was Eric Butterworth's associate in New York City. Wow. And uh, he had thousands of people coming each week where he would hold services in uh, the Lincoln Center. Yes. Mm. One of the people who used to slip in the back to get ideas was Reverend Ike. <laughs> wow. So he would be inspired and take those ideas and make them his own and share them in his own unique way. And so Reverend Ike, I had that connection when you're talking. And then Alan Cohen. One of the great stories Alan Cohen uh, used to tell was waking up in the morning, and he was at that state between sleep and wake, and he heard the voice, you are God. You are God incarnate. Nothing is impossible. He said, oh, man, what kind of mess is this? Well, he didn't realize his clock radio had come on, and it was Eric Butterworth's radio program. Oh, on. my so, goodness. So this is kind of a, the, the, the Eric. And, and here's what I want to say about the daily word on let go and let God. Eric took that idea, and it's a very old and wonderful and blessing idea, but he expanded it to, to let go. Let go and let God be God in you, through you, for you, and as you. Mm. What a powerful thing. And some of that is hard for people. Wait a minute. God as me? Right. Yes, the truth is I am God. God is me, and God is bigger than me. Right. But we, we are inseparable. Um. We're inseparable. So letting go and letting God is not giving up or giving in. 
it's just letting the higher self into expression. So yes. I wanted to share that, share that as the lead-in to the Daily Word. Wow. You, so can I go into the Daily Word, or you want Please to comment? Do. I got, no, I got, wait, I got oh, yeah, one go thing, because you know what's funny, uh, John? In Reverend Ike's talks, in many of his talks, he'll say, you know, I just heard this preacher this morning. Wow. And I've always wondered, who could he be listening <laughs> right, to? Right. Because then he would he would share what the preacher said, and it was always something, you know, that I could imagine, now that you brought it up, Butterworth saying. Yeah. So he, he didn't, although he didn't name names, he would freely admit, I go, who is he listening to? Right, and now right, we know, right. folks. Now you yeah. know. Wow, that's so cool. So how, it's all interconnected. Yes. It? Yes. Uh, wow. All right. Well, the Daily Word says, let go, let God. And if you feel you can do it, say, let go, let God be God in me, through me, for me, and as me. That's big. That's I powerful. love that. And it's a stretch, man. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and, and then uh, we read, with love and compassion, I let go and let God. Letting go is not giving up, but engaging fully with the dynamic power of God. I give true support and compassion to others by releasing troubling concerns and aligning with the innate potential for good already within them, because God's in them too. The most supportive action I can take is to affirm my faith and trust that the healing, prospering power of God is already theirs. It's true for me as well. When I let go of any need for control, ooh, that's a big one sometimes, huh? Yeah. I open myself to new answers. I relax feeling confident that perfect solutions are unfolding for every circumstance. I release any habits of thinking or behavior that lead to worry. I release regret and free myself of the memories of past mistakes. I welcome the loving, guiding spirit of God within me to lead me in the direction of my best life. Not just good, not just okay, but best life. That's what we're after. And from Jeremiah 42, 3, let the Lord your God show us where we should go and what we should do. How about that? That's wow. a great lesson, isn't it? Yeah. Man, that's great. Mm. Wow. Man, this is great. Now, some reason what you said about Eric Butterworth really struck a chord with me because he's probably one of the most influential reader, uh writers, speakers in my life that, you know, whenever I hear him, I've been re we just both got a copy of Breaking the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Uh -huh. And it, what, what amazes me about Eric when I listen to him is he, he has a both like a level of like professional delivery, but what he's saying is so like pushing up against yeah. What? Yeah. But he doesn't come across as rebellious in any way no. because I could tell he knows he's coming from the spirit of the truth of it. But when you really think about what he's and he seems so, and and I was just wondering if you had any reflections on this because he seems so adamant that that there is a spirit and a truth to this, and that when we follow, you know, connect with that, like just like kind of the way we feel. That's yeah. I guess that's why I really identify. He doesn't. He. He seems so clear, you know, when he's speaking and understanding well, what he's these things are. Yeah, he's unapologetic. Right, he's right. convinced to the point where he doesn't come off like he has to convince us. Right. And that's what I like because then I can accept those ideas. Right. 
Well, you, you know, one of the things I liked about him and his services is people of all walks of life came there, all right. walks of life. He did right. not want to have an affiliation with a denomination. Right. Mm. It was just his lectures of truth and his new insights to truth. And he said, I don't want to see everybody shaking their head up and down. And I want to see them pull up their shoulders and scrunch and shake their I want them <laughs> yes. to think for themselves. Yes. Wow. And if they get up and they walk out, all the better. Yes. Said, wow. Because they're thinking. It's not, I'm telling you what to think and right. what your absolute truth is. But you consider these ideas. And, and I thought, how great is that? He said, I don't really care whether you, you, you know, this wow. is the truth that I'm called to share. But, but if you get it, you get it. If you don't, okay, find it somewhere else. I mean, yeah. he, he, he didn't have that, that big identity. Everybody's got to say, Oh, this is the greatest talk ever. Oh, you're right. changing my life. Right. You know, I'm sharing the truth that will set you free. And, and if you live it, it'll set wow. you free. And again, the, the truth that let go and let God be God. What do you mean? We, I can, I can stop God. Well, as a matter of fact, God gives you that opportunity. You yeah. have free will and you can say, I'll accept it or I won't. No, I don't think it's that God punishes you. If you right. don't, you punish yourself. Right. I right. mean, if you, if you got this infinite being that only desire is to give you the best and let you be the best. And it's up to you. You can do that or not do that. So, hey, why not choose the best? Right. I love that you said that because some of a unity minister, I know you probably know years ago, unhitched this idiotic way of thinking I had, which is similar to what you're saying, you know, of I got to act like a good little eight year old or God's going to find me. Right. You know, or, you know, I, I got to hide all the bad stuff I'm doing from God. And that's why I wouldn't pray because I didn't want God to find me to know right. where I was. Right. But, right. But David McClure said this and it, it, cl it, it clarified the meaning of a word that always made my, you know, my hackles go up and I'd feel uncomfortable with. But not only did he clear up the meaning of the word, he freed me to accept these ideas that you're sharing. And he said, sin is merely an acronym for self-imposed nonsense. Nonsense, yeah. Not God coming to get you, right. but it's your own right. self-imposed nonsense. Nonsense, yeah. What a relief. I've never forgotten that. When I heard that, it was like, it was one of those moments in my life where I went, ah. Oh. Wow. Can, can I tell you a, a quick story about David McClure? Of course. I love David, and, and he got elected to be the chair of the board of the unity movement. And um, when, when he accepted that, he quoted a, a previous pope who got elected to being pope, who said, may God forgive you for what you've just done to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. That reminds me of, uh, I think his name was Buchanan, who left the White House prior to Lincoln. He told Lincoln, he goes, if you're as happy about taking this office as I am about leaving, then you got to be a very happy man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I'm thinking about the show. I'm, I'm rereading this, that our, uh, all that's required is that we keep our end of the divine contract, entertain thoughts of all that's good throughout our day, and every desire will be fulfilled in miraculous ways. And as a teacher in public school, it's like some reason I've just been noticing like some reason that like almost seems like that's a sin to entertain 
positive possibilities when uh, when a lot of the people around me are like stuck in you know kind of complaining oh you know how it is this isn't gonna work oh we're all screwed you know like that kind of thing it's like that's why our show talks about stepping out boldly i realize and that's what i think eric butterworth kind of yes. like represents for me as someone who stepped out boldly and didn't you know you mm-hmm. could take it or leave it but i'm still going to stay true to what i i know to be true and i think that for each of us that's there is a boldness required to continue to think positive and sometimes it feels like like you know we're take we're fools like you know we got to play the role of the fool who's foolish enough to keep affirming the good and that but it works it's amazing i've seen you know i see kids that look like they're going to fall off a cliff but i keep affirming their good and then like the light bulb will go on and you know, they, yeah, go, they, no, get, I know exactly they, what they you slide mean. back into the lane yeah. with who they really are. So a lot of their troubled behavior and all this stuff kind of just dissolves. It's amazing. Well, that's because when we do that and when you do that with kids and when I'm in that place, that is really when I'm most humble. When I'm most humble, the, the idea of winning anyone's approval right. just dissipates. <laughs> right. And right. I'm free to be unapologetically myself. And I'm not talking about, you know, how some success coaches make it sound almost like I get to be a bully now. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when I mean free from winning other people's approval, right. and free to be myself, right. meaning to be like we're speaking of Eric Butler, to be unapologetically delivering right. either in my behavior or in what I'm sharing that my conviction or how much I'm convinced that if I cooperate with these laws of love, right. miracles are going to happen. Things are going to transform for the better, whether you approve of me or not in this moment. Because there's been some places yes. where I've you know, interacted with people where I could feel myself holding back. Right. Because some people, <laughs> I'm afraid they're only going to get angry if I share or they're not going to like me. If I share, and that's not the real me, and I'm only half alive in those moments, and I don't want to be that, and that is not being humble. When I'm humble, I'm free from those thoughts. And right. I, and you know what? Like you just said, and when I am, the opposite's true. Those people aren't offended. They aren't ruffled by what I'm saying. They usually aren't or by what I'm doing. They're usually come right on board with it, like your experience with the kids. Right. It always works. I just sometimes. Forget my doubt creeps in, mm-hmm. you know, and I got to remind myself that's not in my contract. <laughs> right. But, you know, I want to say something uh, in praise of you and your humor that this is in some ways very serious truth you're talking about, but it's too serious to take seriously. So yes. you, you make us laugh. And I remember one time early in my ministry, a woman came to church and she liked it. So then she dragged her adult daughter and she liked it. So she dragged her husband to church and he was pretty firmly entrenched in a different style of ministry. But I said, welcome. Glad you're here. He said, how'd you like it? He said, well, okay, but people laughed. And I said, they're supposed to. I say funny things. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, not my church. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm glad this is, this is the church of saying funny things. Yes. And it's still true. Right. Well, Jesus said some funny things, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you really read it. And yes. then the context that he wrote, like when you, especially if you right. read like the message 
uh, translation because it's more in contemporary English. Yes. He pretty much was a funny guy with some of the things he would tell these knuckleheads. And I think part of the funny thing is when we speak these truths and then we're connecting with these truths, I start laughing at how funny my mind is. Like, yes. How funny yeah. it is that I believe some of the things I believe. And that's really where the joy and the laughter comes. It's like God is letting me free of my own self-imposed nonsense in the moment that we're sharing these things. And it really is the good news. It is good, good news. Well, didn't the word hilarious start from yes. Christianity? Yeah, they were like the Hilary or something, the cheerful ones. I, uh, uh, I heard a Catholic mm -hmm. priest, Father Joe Horn, shared this. My, my mother showed, shared it with me, which he said that that's what they would be referred. The early Christians were called like Hilary, the joyful ones or the, you know, the yes. laughing ones. And it's because they were so happy. They were being set free from their own self-imposed nonsense. Yeah, because it, they were told, you know, we, we learned the truth about our divine contract. Like, what are you, you're only withholding this good from yourself. God's not withholding anything from you. Right. I heard a traditional minister, and I love him dearly, but he said, you know, the early, they were the anointed ones. Mm. And they anointed with what? Oil. Oh, yeah. And he said, so... We were the original greasers. <laughs> I, never, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, we right. <laughs> oh, my dad would love that because he was one of the later greasers in the Bronx <laughs> when, he, when he was a teenager, man. Uh, that's, that's so cool. Um, Here's a fun quote. I didn't think I was going to read this, yes. but it's going along exactly what we're saying. I wrote this down a few days ago. This quote just popped up. Uh, I put on the morning cable music channel. Right, and right. Qu and quotes pop up on it. Right. You know? Listen to this one, John. I think you'll like it. It says, it's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. Mm. And that's by un unknown. It. Yeah, it's like not it. who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. And, yeah. and the author's unknown. But that goes along with that, that. That's why, you know, it's almost hard to swallow what you said about Eric Butterworth sharing the rest of the sentence, let go, let God, because we're so used to thinking who we're not, that when we hear who we really are, we're, oh, I don't know, really? That can't be right. But it is. Yes. Well, listen, we got to get rolling, John. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to My spend pleasure. it with us. You guys are listeners. great. You are great too. We do love you. Hopefully, we'll be you'll be willing to come back again sometime. In the meanwhile, oh, are you talking out these days? Are you what are you up to these days? Is there anywhere people can place people can see you, hear you? Not a thing. I'm uh, enjoying retirement. I fill in for churches when their minister can't be there. Okay, and, uh, that's a good you life. Know, I'm having a great time and traveling. Well. Put that on hold last year, but picking it up again. Yes. And seeing the world and bringing this light and love and laughter wherever I go. Well, wow. we're so glad that we're one of those places and we're blessed and our listeners are blessed and we do love you, man. Thank you so much. Um, hold on tight, though. The show's almost over, but we got a little story here from uh, Arizona TMZ. Uh oh. Uh oh, man. It says when John Strickland was a college student, he knew how to have a good time. <laughs> okay, what happened? One time while driving to a party. You know, he came to a stoplight, and he saw one of his professors at the stoplight. The professor, looking over, could see a case of beer in the passenger seat. He rolled down his window and told John, Son, I'm concerned about your wild way of life. It's time you started planning for your future. John smiled and said, Well, I say, 
No problem, sir. I can assure you that I have already got my plans together. The professor was not convinced. Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear them. John smiled even wider and said, Well, sir, it's going to be an awfully long night, and I have a whole nother case of beers in the trunk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if, listen, if the, if the joke's that bad, that means we really love you as a guest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've gotten really good at writing really bad jokes. All right, here comes the Fe uh, FedEx feline Enzo. What did the cat drag? We just got a, a letter and a gift from uh, Kirk Chelson from uh, Germany. That's that says means, donk. Right? That means thanks. It says, hey, Daryl and Ed. Just listen to the show with Jana Krzyzewski. Great shows. So is the show with Spikes the week before. That's Jeff Spikes. And the other with David Nelson the week before that. Have a coffee or two on me. Oh, thanks Kirk. for the tie, the generous donation. Oh, man. The, and then oh, and these, we also uh, got mints. Slurpum.com, some mints. What is this one called? I can't resist a juicy wiener. These are some mints. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this one says cock breath mints. <laughs> oh, man. What is this? I shouldn't have swallowed. I shouldn't have put that in my mouth. Mints. mints? Okay. Oh, my gosh, Kirky. What are you doing to us? And then we also got a, a letter from... Uh, Catherine McGuire Hurst said, I love your podcast. Listen to it every day. Thank you. It's also sent a generous tithing. Oh, it's my rare gosh. Rare Earth. That's promised. Rare Earth. Well, uh, should we just sing the chorus with you and yeah. get on out of here? Yeah, because it's a complicated song. So we're just going to sing the chorus. You ready, guys? Come on, I climb in the booth. Celebrate another day of living. I just want to celebrate. Another day of life. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy Josh links to everything we do. And thanks again for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity Online Radio. I just want to celebrate another day of living. I just want to celebrate another day of life. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org.